Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. Hey, everybody going live. Dakota Grappler early for a Wednesday. We're going at 6 o'clock here, so some of you guys might be surprised. But uh, we usually go at 8 o'clock most every Wednesday, but we'll try to work around other people's schedule. I'm now for uh, very happy to introduce our two guests for tonight or this afternoon, if you want to say it, Jared Franick and Brandon Metz, two West Fargo boys who both just came back for the D1 Nationals, and we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. And I just want everybody, as you start tuning in, make sure you go over to Dakota Grappler. You can check out the website again. I'm putting more and more videos on all the time, more and more articles. It's just continuing on. Uh, this also is transferred into a podcast, so any of the podcast places, if you go to Sp Spotify, you go to any of them, you type in Dakota Grappler, you should be able to find these as a podcast later. Plus, these are archived over in YouTube, so you can sub subscribe or do whatever you want to do to basically catch this in advance or later in the future. You can make sure you hit the bell so that you guys get notifications when we get on there. Other than that, I do have some news. I'm thinking in the very near future, I will have Nebraska head coach Mark Manning on coming in the near future. Um, he agreed last night that he would love to come on and talk some wrestling with us. So he'll be in the near future. We haven't set up the exact date. It might be as soon as next Wednesday or we'll work around his schedule. And make sure you pay attention on Dakota Grappler to see that. Okay. So then after that, let's go straight uh, down. You can see Bill. He's with me all the time. Bill Holton. Not going to call him Horton or or Bob, or any of those names tonight. <laughs> yeah. And you guys don't know the joke about that. I was must have been drinking one night, and I, I called him Bob Horton, I think, instead of Bill Horton. <laughs> so, so everybody out there, let's go straight to the two NDSU boys. I want to start with the guy I actually have known the longest, and that's actually Brandon Metz down the far corner. Met his dad back at his welding shop, probably when Brandon was about a 7th or 8th grader. And... He's been a, I don't know, he's been pretty much a force since a long time. Fearless is what I first said to him when I first broadcasted him for the first time. And he's now the, he's been in the issues, heavyweight for several years now. And first question I want to ask him is, what are the chances that you will take this next year and still wrestle for the Bison considering you don't use a year of eligibility? Uh. Well, actually, this next year is my fifth year, so I'm gonna take. I was always gonna take this, no matter what. I think it's a question of if I'm gonna take the two years. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I'm planning on starting grad school next fall, so it'd be high possibility that I plan on doing taking the six year of eligibility after this next year. Okay, well, that sounds pretty good. And Bill, did you catch what he's wearing? I did. Oh, he's, 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 he's been a Cardinal fan for a long time, Brandon has. <laughs> Carrington Cardinals is what I was telling him <laughs> earlier. Yeah. And, and then I want to go up and we'll ask you lots of questions. I want to go back to, to Jared again, and you have a little more eligibility, but uh, tell us now my, your first impression of walking in on your first match at the D ones. Uh, it, it was, I mean, what I dreamt of, you know, since I was a kid, started wrestling, being down on the mat, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, the last few years, have um, have the ability to go down and watch nationals as a fan. Um, I went to attended probably three different events, and it was the atmosphere was like nothing I've ever ever been in for sports. So, 
um, seeing it as a fan for years and years and years, and then being able to go down and actually be a wrestler there was, it was pretty cool. I mean, a lot of nerves, but once the whistle blew, it was, it kind of went away and, you know, time for business. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. We've got somebody's, somebody's echoing. Just don't want to, everybody out there, just be patient. If we get a little echo, we'll, we'll figure that stuff out. But yep, Brandon, did he get, Echoed out. So here's what I want to do. Um, I've got so many questions. I'm going to actually let Bill ask a few first. And so I don't hog the whole show. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Bill, why don't we have Bill go right away here? Yeah. Hey, you know, great. It was great to see both these guys competing at nationals. You know, we talked to, to Ryan blaze last week and, and we, we had this discussion about that first trip to the, to the national tournament, how, and how amped up you, it's so easy to get. And I, I guess I've watched Jared wrestle for a really long time. And, um, you know, he just really does always seem to be kind of that cool customer. And I, I think that probably lent, uh, pretty well to his style. I mean, did you, I mean, I have no doubt you felt some nerves, but, but, you know, like you said, when that first whistle blew, it was pretty much, you know, down to business and, and it just didn't seem like there's, you know, like the moment was anywhere too big for, for, for you, Jared, is that kind of, I mean, you felt fairly calm when you got there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, our coaches have told us and everyone you talk to says there's nerves and stuff, but um, my coaches did a good job telling me and, and really, really talking to me and making sure that um, I knew it was just another match and the whole, you know, nationals thing, just forget about it and approach it like any other match, like the first match of the year or whatever. Um, so I, I did a, a good job of that. I feel like, and, yeah, it does match my my style because I try to always be pretty calm going out there. I don't really listen to music going into it or anything. I kind of just, you know, get my breathing under control and try to be as calm as I can. So, yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I, I, felt, I felt pretty confident that that was going to be the case when you came in. Um, and I I'll be the I'm maybe not the first one to say it, but the first one to say it in this group. I think Jared put himself in the in the picture and shows that he can win a national championship at this level. Um, I mean, right there, obviously don't want to, I mean, to the, right to the brink with, with Deacon, um, you know, great match. I just, just, uh, I was really, really proud, you know, happy to see what you did there. Um, you know, I, you know, it's fun to, you know, you talked about when you first met both these guys and, you know, I first, really was around a much, you know, at a elementary duels trip, you know, down to, down in Nebraska. And, um, and, you know, so this is kind of goes back a long ways. I remember, you know, sitting at the, sitting at the buffet with Brandon and trying to see how in the world he could eat that much food and still go wrestle. <laughs> is that right, Jared? Am I wrong? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's, you're gonna, that's you're true. Gonna make, you're going to make Jared laugh too much. I mean, you're talking about. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. So, but, uh, you know, and Brandon, you, you know, you and I talked a little bit at the state tournament, and, you know, this season was pretty different, right? I mean, I, you guys seemed like you were wrestling in the same building with the Jackrabbits just about every week, if not twice a week, I think. And, um, but, you know, tell me, tell me kind of what your feeling is on how the season played out and different from what you've seen in the past. Uh, I didn't like the lack of tournament feel that kind of bothered me a little bit. I like, I like doing the Southern scuffle or even the Bison open. I like, I like just getting that feel for like 
having the all day, like be ready, get a few matches in. Duels are fun. I like the team aspect. And I like, you know, like our team versus them, show who's we got. But I mean, I think it's really important to have those oppor- those tournament opportunities to like feel what it's like to wrestle a match, refuel, rehydrate, rest a little bit, see your next guy, get what you need in. I think that's huge. And I'm, maybe I lack that a little bit going in the national tournament. I don't know. But I think next year we'll get back to that. As, nor- as normal, which will be good. Well, you were tested in the Big 12, though, right away, and you beat a guy that was ranked two at that time twice, you know, to, to basically qualify and to get there. You know, you had a you didn't have an easy route, so I thought you might have been a little more prepared for nationals, you thought. I don't know. I thought I think that tournament, you know, really kind of showed that you might be more ready than a lot of the guys in the conference. Yeah, it's... It was, a, it was a really, it was a difficult, the Big 12 at heavyweight's been a pretty good weight the last couple of years. I think we had five auto bids was our thing. And honestly, if it would have, if it wouldn't have been the old setup, I bet we would have had seven or eight mm-hmm. if it was just based off the strength of the weight. And as far as Nationals goes, got drawn into a good, to a good opponent from Missouri and he caught, he got feet back right away, and that's always hard to come back from. And wasn't a, wasn't the start I wanted to my first national tournament, but I guess we're gonna have to live and learn. But it is what it is. I'm sure you had a little bit, you had a little familiarity, obviously, with with Elam when you'd wrestled. You had had your hands on him before, but you know it's just a it's he's a he's a big customer too, isn't he? I mean, big, strong, athletic yeah. heavyweight. Yeah. Just getting back to. So we sort of stay a little more basic and not giving up the feet to back. That really just sets you back so much, especially at our level. One mistake like that can kind of screw you for the remainder of a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, then how about you, Jared? You know, you got into the finals of the Big 12 and propelled you into a decent place in the bracket. What did you think about your seed going into the Nationals and where you were put? Um, I was – yeah, I was happy with it. I guess I didn't because of all the different criteria and all that going on this year with less matches and stuff. I wasn't sure. I knew I was going to be somewhere between you know eight and twelve seated. Um, so I kind of knew the area I was going to be in. But once again, once you get to that tournament, like that's that number just gets you there. And then once once it starts, it it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a thirty three seed in my weight this year that plays. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what seed you are. So, yeah, I was happy with my Big Twelve performance. I felt like, like Brandon was saying earlier, it, um, it was the first real tournament that feel that I got uh, throughout the year, and I, I personally like it better, and I feel like I compete better. Like once I get that first match out of the way, I a lot of guys, um, struggle to keep you know wrestling at that same level, and they're really good in one match in a duel, but. Personally, I feel like I'm better when, you know, as the day goes on and stuff. So I like that format a little bit better, and I felt like I was wrestling well and my confidence was good. Um, came up short in the championship match, but like you said, it put me in a good spot to go into nationals. So, yeah. How about after this? Now, all these different places, if you watch, you know, they get the RTCs and everything like that. Are you guys thinking of uh, wrestling beyond, like going and? Is there any place you guys can participate in something like that around here? 
can you go to Minnesota? You know, and offer. Have you ever been approached to do something like that? Are you talking about like post college wrestling or? Well, well, you got to think of some of these guys. Well, Bill, you might be able to explain a little better to them what's what's happening. If yeah, but are you think are you thinking after college or I, I, well, in the off season? A little bit in the off season is what I was thinking. This, this year off season. Well, NDSU's got a, you know, you guys have the ability to, you know, compete, you know, in in some, and I guess that would be a question I would have for you, right? I mean, obviously we've got Olympic trials coming on. We got a last chance qualifier. And is there anything else that you guys are looking at possibly doing here, you know, from here on out this spring? Um, I think we'll have to talk to coaches a little bit more, but I think there's a, I don't know if it was because last year the timing was thrown off, um, last COVID thing. I think like there's U23s and then there's juniors um, every year in the spring following the season. And I I guess I'm not sure this year if it if it's on for April or May when it normally is, but um, that's a possibility. i I lost my last year of juniors last year um, from COVID, so I'm too old for that one. But I guess the only one I'd possibly wrestle in is U23s. But we'll we'll have to talk to coaches and and see because um, it's a pretty quick turnaround, I think, from nationals when they normally hold those. So we'll see. Okay. Um, I think that. Hey, I got a question. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, I was, I was talking about, I think the USA wrestling calendar kind of got a little messed up this last year. They ju- jumbled a bunch of stuff around. Um, I would say for us, I'm most excited for the fact this is kind of our first actual off season with like this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So like two summers ago, two spring summers ago, we had just a head coach, just just coach Kish, which is great, but he was spending the majority of his time trying to find Marsden, Pack, Obi. Like he was busy trying to find those guys that whole spring and summer. And then of course we lost all last spring and summer to lockdowns and stuff. So this is honestly our first off season with this coaching staff together. So that'll be interesting to see and cool. See where we can make our jumps there. Okay. I was very interested. I went to you guys' award banquet last year after the golf tournament and and seeing how, you know, you guys had a very tight-knit team. Mm-hmm. And I really thought you guys, you know, kind of played off each other very well. And I, I kind of noticed that pretty much all year. What do you what do you guys think of the growth of the NDSU wrestling team over the last few years? I know that he's working the staff, but I'm talking the wrestlers. I think, uh, I think we've grown, you know, on the mat and – but most importantly, off the mat, um, we've definitely the, the culture change since um, I got here has has been been night and day. Like everyone, everyone's hanging out, you know, outside of the room, and everyone has each other's backs, and it, it feels kind of like, I mean, in West Fargo, we had that same feeling in high school. We had a really really close knit group growing up, and it feels like our team's um, similar to that now. So it just makes it a lot easier to go to practice and and have each other's backs and when when everything's on the line and you know you're you're dead tired and you need a takedown in overtime it, it's it's easier to do it when you got guys that you know have been through everything with you and and you're not i mean you guys are you guys are brothers so mm-hmm. how about you two you guys been roommates since high school <laughs> college 
So uh, we haven't uh, we haven't roomed together in college, I don't think. But no. yeah, we're always, we're always together. So. <laughs> No, I could see because it's kind of interesting that now North Dakota, I went through the list and that be able to qualify, you know, more than we had three this year from North Dakota. You know, you have Berwick, who you guys both probably know very well, and, and you're two. You know, we've only had, I looked at, we've had six different seasons where we've had three or more wrestlers and you guys made it the sixth season of three or more wrestlers from North Dakota. So that's pretty cool. You know, and it's, I tell you what, hats off. Ones? Well, the, we got Terry Troy Steiner. We're in there the same time as a guy from Fargo North, uh, Brett Bourne. And then we actually had four a couple of years when Brett Mon went. And he was there the same time. You see the D2, if you you got kind of an extra bid sometimes when, and so sometimes the national finalists and the champions got to go to the D1s. And so yeah. we go back a long time to actually get a lot more than than that into the D1s at the same time. So it goes back into the 70s and so forth. So it's it you guys just for the latest group of wrestlers, your your success is now the greatest probably in the last 10 years. So have you ever had cool. five? Um you know I do have one year there was five and I wish I had my notebook here. I got that at school actually and that was about 1973 when NDSU had the Rymnitz brothers and they had um, another Bismarck High guy, and then they had actually somebody from Moorhead State, actually that was a national qualifier, and then I'm trying to think of the other one, but it, I, <laughs> I wish I had my list because I just made this up. about a, I was looking right before the national started, so a little bit about a week, a week and a half ago, I started putting it together because I'd asked a question on when, when NDSU or – North Dakota themselves, I mean, has had guys at the national. Now, UND, what's interesting is I could not find a record of UND when they were D2. They've had national champions, but if any of the North Dakota boys from UND went, I couldn't find it in their records. Like going through the, if anybody's out there, feel free to send me some information. UND trying to track their wrestling records is almost impossible since they dropped the wrestling program. And that's the Life. type of history. It's the history I, I love. And would like. And so if there's people out that really know that information, feel free to get that my way. Yeah. So a um, couple questions. Now, when it comes to your guys's school, what are you going into, Brandon? I, I We talked about it off the air, but and you, Jared, too, both of you guys. What are you guys doing for school? Uh, we're both sports management majors. I'm sorry to answer him, but. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I'm sport management major as well business administration minor same as brandon and i'm basically just a semester behind him so i'll be starting grad school i think i'm going to get an mba and i'll be doing that starting spring of 2022 so okay. yeah and i'm gonna and i'm applying for uh educational leadership uh grad program this fall okay that's so the that plan you, well good because if you get in the administration side maybe you could be my boss someday <laughs> athletic director eventually that'd be, that'd be cool. yeah <laughs> no i tell you what you guys all that's it's a great area you love to be around sports and we need more wrestling people in those top positions i tell you what it makes a huge difference in some school that you have guys yeah. that, that believe in the sport we could and use I, a wrestling guy at the, as the athletic director at Stanford, I think, right now. <laughs> Stanford, Fre Fresno. Fresno, yeah. yeah, same thing. So, hey, I do have a question. When you, Where were you guys at in the 
in the uh, arena when Owen Pence got the pin over Schultz in that first round of that tournament? And what was that like? I was on deck. <laughs> and I was like, I, I probably shouldn't have been watching because it completely took my whole focus off. I was like, I just started, I was like super excited, like a little jolt. Maybe it's a good thing, bad thing. I don't know. I was, but it, it definitely it took me way off because yeah, he was losing like two to zero at the time. And I look up, and then he's got the guy glued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, it was. I was in the hotel. Um, probably my least favorite part about that whole tournament was the the splitting the sessions up. I know they had to do it for COVID reasons and stuff, but the way it worked out, I was. I was alone in session one by myself. Um, and then the other t three teammates were in their own session. So I kind of, I didn't get to watch any of my teammates um, matches. I had to try to follow it on my phone and the hotel and, and watch it on TV. So that, that sucked. Cause you know, you've, you've been through, been through everything with them and you don't even get to see them compete. Um, but yeah, so I was in the hotel, didn't really know about it until, uh, our phone little group chat started blowing up from the guys back home saying how sweet that was, but yeah, it was pretty um, awesome. I would assume uh, uh, you and Luke probably are workout partners quite a bit size wise. I mean, obviously you're, you're pretty close there and it'd been nice to be in the, in the arena with, with him. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously good. warming up all that kind of stuff that's different than you normally would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely made it weird. I had to warm up with, um, my coach the first two days and then, well, I guess two sessions. And then the last session, once the numbers starting going down, um, the blood round, I was able to warm up with Luke, but yeah, I was definitely kind of, you had to be, you had to be able to adapt. It wasn't your normal little schedule. You get to go through every time before matches. So. So Jared, how many, how many of those guys have you wrestled before that you wrestled this weekend? I know you'd wrestled, I guess I was kind of wondering if you'd wrestled Teamer. I know you wrestled Ken, I think you wrestled Kendall Coleman last year, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. uh, obviously I know, I know you had your hands on Deacon before, but I mean, were they, were, am I kind of that about right? Those, some yep. of those guys you had seen and some you yep. haven't? I wrestled, yeah, everyone I wrestled there, I guess the first round match, I didn't see him, but Coleman, I wrestled in a duel at home last year um lost in overtime to him there um teamer i wrestled once in north carolina at world team trials in freestyle i beat him there and then i lost in vegas at the tournament earlier in the year um by a point to him and then deacon yeah i wrestled him in a duel early last year um so how about yeah. you brandon you Elam, you know you'd seen him before. Then who else did you wrestle? I wrestled the Hofstra guy. I think I warmed up with him at U.S. Open in Vegas before. I remember. I'm pretty sure. That's kind of funny. But yeah, I think I think Missouri is joining the Big Bowl next year also. So probably you think so? I I I had heard a little rumor of that, but I didn't know if it was actually going to happen for sure. Yeah, I think them and Cal Baptist don't. Oh, wow. Absolutely quote me on that one, but I think to replace uh, Fresno. Hmm. I'm assuming, oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that would be sweet. It'd definitely make conference harder and just the Cowboys more. 
Okay. I want to ask a couple questions about mindset for both of you guys. Now, you guys have been lucky enough to kind of be on center stage on like the Fargo tournament, the junior nationals. You know, what? what is the biggest difference being in college for you and for having to prepare for a match? Let's go start with you, Jared, compared to even high school or maybe some of the bigger tournaments you've been in. Um, for me, it, I guess not, nothing really has changed, uh, since high school. Um, I always did a pretty good job at just trying to stay focused. And like I said, be calm and uh, not, not get my heart rate too high. So, uh, the biggest change going to college would probably just be, you got to be really focused, I guess. Um, like that said, when that whole Owen pin happened before him and stuff like that, um, you know, that goes back to me as a fan at nationals, like what trying to see everything, trying to watch every big match and stuff. Um, so carrying that over to nationals, I was, I started, I mean, trying not to try not to do that because there's so much, so many things going on, so many crazy matches, upsets and everything. And uh, coaches just try to, you know, quit looking at it, quit looking at it, just focus on yourself. Um, so that was the biggest transition was just, being able to focus on myself, whether we get a pin the match before me or we get pinned the match before me, that shouldn't change how I go out there and get all, you know, too excited and get tired or um, too sluggish. I should, you know, just maintain my, my level of focus no matter what. So, okay. How about, how about watching, how about watching oh, wow. film and us uh, having a, having a game plan going into matches compared? Um, Film for me, I I personally don't really watch it. Um, I enjoy watching wrestling, but when it comes to film on my opponents, uh, I, I tried that early early in my career um, last last year, and um, I found myself not wrestling to the best of my ability when I did that. Um, I felt like I watched, yeah, over I watched watched too many matches and started just, you know, oh, if he does this, I need to do this, and basically picking out all of their good moves and worrying about trying to defend them, and that just totally threw me off my game of, you know, scoring points. So, personally, I don't watch. Um, my coaches take care of that for me, and if there's something I need to hey, be aware of, this lefty single this side, he comes up to me before and just gives me the rundown. He's going to try to hit this on you. You know how to stop it, and then, um, yeah. That's okay. how I prepare for that. And then what was the other thing you said? Well, that, that was that was it. Okay. Yep. How about you, Brandon? How about your prep? Um. And my and mindset think, going into matches. I think one thing, because being heavyweight and a lot of the duels end on us, and we're, we were in we've always been in quite a bit of close duels. I think it's really important to stay focused on my match. I can't be worried about the team score. I mean, obviously, the score is important, but I can't be worrying about where we're at with that when I'm warming up for my match because I think if you get too caught up in that sort of stuff, you kind of can take away from your wrestling. If I'm wrestling a guy that's not my skill level and I'm thinking about how the duels on the line, I might go out there and wrestle complacent and not to the best of my ability and try and score points. And honestly, I fell, I fell fall to that before, so I, I'm not perfect, obviously, but. That's a great example of having a good mindset and being 100% focused at that point in time. And as far as video goes, this year, I was trying different stuff this year. This year, I didn't watch 
in video. Personally, I used to watch a lot of video. I'm, I'm like Jared. I think sometimes it maybe makes me overthink. It thinks more about what that guy can do than what I'm capable of doing. So this year I tried just focusing on myself. I didn't really watch much wrestling. And, you know, maybe next year I get back to it, making note of what a guy can can do. I think it's just all part of learning and growing and being a student of the sport. I mean, I'm still growing and learning, and I'm in my fourth year college wrestling. Like, it's crazy. You're never not learning. Yeah, definitely. No, I've, I've been so impressed. You're a guy that I always see as the guy that likes the pressure and and wants the chance to win a duel, if if possible, or to have that because you, you thrive in that atmosphere. So what do you think about that for yourself? Do you enjoy being under pressure? I'd say, I mean, obviously everyone gets nervous. Like if a big duel between you and a rival school is on the line and like it's coming down to you, you're probably going to feel a little bit nervous. You're going to have opposing fans bullying you, saying you're stalling, you take one step backwards, oh, you're stalling, like, you're going to have that. That's just part of it. But I do, I've always liked the pressure because I know Jared and all my teammates, I know like they've seen me put in the work in the room that we all know how hard each other works. And I know they're relying on me to get it done for them, just like they did the nine matches prior. So I do enjoy it a little bit. I like having that, like, you know, this is on you. That's goes back to wrestling. You're just kind of, kind of like two gladiators. It's like, <laughs> Like, you have no one else to blame but yourself. So, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. that's kind of a – it sucks. It's a great and horrible feeling. <laughs> well, I tell you what, one of my big sayings is uh, pressure is a privilege. And and if you respect it, you'll own it. And so that's – it's it's perfect for you because I think that, that that pressure that's put on you and it has been for a long time, you, you don't take it for granted. How about after a win? Now, this is a kind of taken off this. Uh, I could see you having a – after win move like the old belt or you know the superman the do you have one brendan no Shooting. i mean it depends, <laughs> it depends. Oh, oh i should ask jared does brandon have one no oh. not really <laughs> i could i could see him pulling out the superman or you could do something i get excited but i'm i usually keep it in for the most okay. part jared's way more <laughs> calm and collected than I. he's more way more business yeah i i don't even think i could pull off a good celebration so i just stay away from it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no how about how about uh celebration of nationals do you have a favorite either one of you there's a couple um, good ones well like this year or in the like past? yo this no this this year we will go this year first because it's the newest Let's go ahead. I like the car. Okay. That was funny. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I, that. I, See, that if, if people if people know the if I think people I watched growing up like a national match, that was one of the first matches I watched. And then seeing people, that, there's a lot of people that know the circle. didn't know the background of that match. I laughed instantly because of the background of that match. If people don't know that, then they don't understand that takedown, pushing the guy yeah. down after doing a backflip. You know. <laughs> what did that look like on TV? Oh, it was great. I mean, right away, mm -hmm. I was telling because we're we're texting the whole time between Jim Makovsky, Bill, and I doing the whole thing, and I asked him that he should do that when one of his <laughs> champions, you know, gets a champion. Could you do the coach takedown? You know, as he's going to do a backflip. No, my one of my favorite, and I've watched it. Bill posted it earlier today, and that's Gable 
when he does that round off backflip, it is phenomenal how high he can get. I wonder if Brandon could try that. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets some cra- he gets some crazy height. I think yeah. people don't understand. I think because he's so big and explosive is why he gets up so high. To be honest, I don't think he would do that if he was two hundred pounds. Um, oh yeah, yes. I don't know, Bill. What do you think? Yeah, it's crazy how high he gets, but yeah, I I think Brandon's got that in his arsenal. We just we're we'll be looking for it next year after maybe after the South Dakota State duel. Oh man, he's, he's saving it up for nationals next year. Yeah, work on some gymnastics in the off season. Yep, I would enjoy that definitely. So, Bill, you got a couple questions? Uh well, I guess uh, I'm trying to think. There was there was another question I had. I uh, know it's. I drawn a blank, but um, so what? What kind of gains do you think, Jared? You you made going from Big Twelves to national to the national tournament. Obviously, you know you got you know a guy that won the national tournament. You know wrestled him, wrestled him in the in the Big Twelve finals. You you had wrestled him before. I thought you made obviously made that closer. Um, you know what? What do you think you made adjustments going from from you know that couple week period? Yeah, um, I just felt like I got, you know, I got better and kind of got in my groove um, throughout the year, like I said. And Big 12s was uh, – Big 12s, I, I wrestled way better against him in the finals than I did my, my first match, and that definitely gave me confidence just seeing how much better I got in two weeks. Um, and then, yeah, going into nationals, I, I felt like I just was getting better every match. Um, so the biggest gains I think I made were – I got better on bottom. I was able to um, avoid getting, you know, rode out all weekend by anyone and just kind of putting my, my hands and feet together on my, on my feet. When I, when I'm able to move and, you know, kind of get everything in one good motion and nonstop moving guys, guys struggle to keep up with that. So I felt um, like that, that set a good pace and it also opened up, um, opportunities to attack more. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree completely. I thought you looked, you, your moving, your movement was awesome. Uh, Act react. I don't, I, I don't was... think, I don't think we've ever had an issue with, you know, confidence. You've had such a great amount of success, but you just appeared to be more confident, you know, as, mm-hmm. as the, as the weekend and the season went on. And, and, uh, and I would guess I'd ask Brandon the same question. You know, where what kind of gains, you know, throughout the throughout the year did you see you make? Uh, I think I made a lot of gains just in my mental. I think I like learned a lot about myself. It was a really difficult year mentally. I'd say it was kind of hard on me. I felt at times I know a lot of guys were feeling the same exact way, and I think I made more gains just learning about myself. But as far as individual wrestling goes, I think. My bottom improved a ton, which obviously don't want to be like, oh, I'm improving a bunch on bottom. But my feet, I think I improved a lot. Just learning more about myself and my packs, that's where I'm always trying to grow. I think I just started really consistently shooting in the last couple of years, which is funny to say considering how far I am in my career, but getting better. Okay. There wasn't a lot of leg attacks in your game when you were in high school. (laughs) Didn't have to nope. be. 
Well, here's Jim Jim Makovsky. He's got a question, fella. You you can propose one rule to make in college wrestling better. What is it? What would you guys do? Oh, push out, one hundred percent. Push out rule for heavyweight for sure. I just think out of bounds is there's I think the refs. I'm not gonna hate on them because they're trying their best, but with the judgment calls on the edge, like. I hate how they call it sometimes, and I, it's not their fault. Yeah. They're by the book. I'd do the same, probably. Um, I think that's our biggest flaw right now is just seems like most of the bad calls come from, obviously, they're subjective or whatever. It, it's too much, too, much, uh, too much power in the ref's hands, and I feel like a step out could definitely help solve that uh, problem. As well as, I mean, you watch, I watch a lot of matches at nationals and you see a guy get double underhook, pushed out and stalling right away. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, same thing happens. And then they just, you know, nothing, same <laughs> continuation, nothing. And I don't know, it just, it doesn't make sense. And it, it's ruining kids' chances um, at the end of the day. You got to keep wrestling, but. If it comes down to it, I mean, so one call from a ref like that on something that is in their hands, they can go either way. Uh, it does affect wrestlers at this level because everyone's so even, and one call, one point is everything. So, I think yeah, the wrestler will be kept in the end, in the inside of the mat, then too. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, because there's, there's no way to. Oh, my bad. You can go. Nope, I just keep going. I have, I've just got one more that I would add. Oh, I was gonna say, there's just, there's no way for our ref to be able to be like, he's taking this many steps forward, he's taking this many steps back. They can't really weigh that in their head, and that's what the issue when people are just like maybe taking a half shot and I'm out of bounds, or as far, or like even when people get grounded. Like I think the 125 pound final, the only reason Courtney wasn't getting hit for stongs, he was kind of sucking elbows and hitting me and they were just grounding them when clearly he was getting pushed back but that's not that's not his fault he was just following the rules of the game mm -hmm. he did circle a lot you see how he was trying to run from him get him to go laterally because i think he knew his knee wasn't good because early <laughs> on you watched him circle and circle and circle and almost run the whole outside of the match and seeing if he'd follow him you know it was it was definitely crazy there he might have made him fall over yeah yeah but i would i would have one i the one of the rules that i don't understand i think they still need to clarify some of the leg pass when there's control and not control that's something that they could really work on uh you know i saw a couple times when i saw guys behind them but then they do almost the splits this happened to kemmerer this happened to uh ironman um when they they're behind them but yet their leg is caught underneath and they're rolling and i don't know if that's if the referees have the same idea of when points are being scored. And so that's why they have the bricks and the challenge and everything else. But how many times did the matches really slow down after that brick got thrown out there? The position doesn't get in the same again. And I, the leg passing, it really catches me in a position where I'm going, I'm not sure if that's the type of wrestling I like to watch. And as, as a fan, uh, I see guys on their back, but yet they're throwing the leg over the top of their head. And you never want to, put your back toward the mat. 
And that's the thing that wrestling has established at the college level, collegiate level. It's, it's okay as long as you're passing a leg over the top of your head. No, it's, you know, and from the feet position. I don't know, Bill, do you have any ideas there? Well, I, I think that the, the danger rule is, you know, has really changed that. I, I do, uh, I think we're seeing, you know, quicker positions there, right? I mean, I, I think, you know, a way, to, a way to scramble out of some of those positions, you know, that was a, a way to game that, that system a little bit. And I think that that danger rule, and I think it's a great rule. I, I do, I really like it. I, if I was, if I was going to pick one, I, I'd be right with, with you two guys uh, on the, on the push out. And, you know, it's just a matter of how do you do it, right? Is it both feet out? Is it one foot out like it is on, on the international level? But mm -hmm. I, I love it. And not to mention, you know, you know, Jared mentions you see a guy double under walking someone straight out and they, they ding the guy that backed out for stalling. They could see the exact same thing the next time, and they call the guy that put the guy that was the offensive guy. Mm -hmm. We saw that happen at, at heavyweight a couple of years ago. Um, so it's it's just a it's it's I like the idea of that of that rule make making them make a call there, but uh, in practice it, it's been a kind of a nightmare, you know. So how about the counting of not? for position for an example you are not improving your position and they count that out loud i don't know if that should be counted out loud sometimes you know the drop down oh, the like drop down the rule on the leg. leg right yep i think it's important because if i finish a single leg and i don't even know i have like a takedown yet i wouldn't want to get called for stalling like right sitting on a leg and not even knowing i just got in the yeah run. I mean, I, I that's, guess that's, that's a great point. Yeah, because my match actually, I want to say it was in Vegas against Teamer. Um, early, or yeah, before Christmas last year, that kind of, what Brandon was just saying, that, that didn't, I'm not going to blame it on that, but I remember we went out, got close to out of bounds, and it was like a questionable two, uh, two takedown position and I didn't know if I had it or not. And it was like, you know, all the chaos going on and I couldn't hear and the ref didn't, didn't start counting. So I went to improve my position and he pulled, pulled my, um, pulled my arm and he circled out and then time ran out. And later I found out they did give me the two, but they weren't, they weren't counting me down there. So I, I had no idea if I had it or not. So that, that's a good point that he says, um, you got to, obviously improved position and you can't sit there and stall and if guys don't know don't know they have like you know <laughs> possession or whatever of, of legs they're going to sit there until until they do so i think that's important to to let them hear it so yeah i think it's important to count it. now here this brings up the next point right so if i got a guy a game in the system he, he you know we got a five count you get to four Bump up above the waist, drop back down, get to four again, bump back. You know, that's just stalling, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. We don't have to just have a five count, right? If a guy's not yeah. working to turn, he's just mm -hmm. stalling. I mean, that's we. But we have taken a little of that. I mean, the rest have taken a little of that out of the out of the equation, right? They, mm -hmm. They're only that's the biggest concern when there's mandatory stall calls is that when people are stalling, if it's not one of those type situations, they don't call it either. But or. Mm -hmm. Not everybody. One guy does, and the next guy doesn't. So that kind of yeah. puts you guys in a mess too. But um, yeah, there was all kinds of issues, I guess, at the tournament as far as ref calls. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm here, right? I'm sitting in my easy chair watching. I'm not, I'm well, not one out there reffing. 
Another one that I read on one of the blogs about it was some of these matches went zero zero for the first three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't a fan of that. They, they're thinking, guess what? Somebody needs to score in the first, almost like freestyle. Saying, guess what? If nobody's scoring, um, maybe somebody should have scored in that first. That's a long three minutes with no points being put on the board. Um, I don't know. So that's something I read. And then another one he asked is, how about writing time? Do you like it or dislike it? Both you guys. How many, how many times did you get writing time, Brandon? I suck at time still. <laughs> I, um, I think I'll let Jared go and I'll talk again. Oh. Yeah, I I like the writing time point personally. Um, just because in a game of wrestling in college, um, everyone's good on their feet. So sometimes, sometimes you win matches on top and bottom and, uh, I've always liked top and I'm trying to, you know, get better at it. And I've been decent at riding. And that's what I'm going to really, really focus on here this off season is transitioning from just that riding to turning people. Um, so yeah, I like, I like the extra point. Um, Cause sometimes, like I said, the take takedowns are hard to come by. And if you can get out and you, the other guy can't, then um, it's just another way to, to win so mm-hmm. I, I like so that you get an opportunity as a good rider for that point because there are people that can't get out either on bottom or would yeah. never work it would never work at it then either mm-hmm. yeah exactly so. yep how about how about the the near fall four point near fall that's sweet yeah <laughs> i like it i mean going to your back or getting someone to their back it's it's hard it's hard in college um it's hard anywhere Unless you're like a big move guy, it's hard to get people in their back. So, um, getting getting six points on a takedown takedown the back is is definitely. I I think it. I like it. Personally. You guys, you guys can't Spencer Lee anybody. You know, take the you know the arm bar and work a chicken wing in and tilt every time. And that, it's a little <laughs> bit harder than it looks. <laughs> he I makes wish. it look. He makes it look so easy sometimes. It's it's, it's insane. I like the riding time. I would say I don't like when people just ride to waste time. Mm-hmm. I think I think they need to do a better job at finding a balance with that. And I think there's a lot of guys that are using that to their advantage as people saw the defense to win to win matches. So it's kind of yeah, a I wouldn't, area. I wouldn't hate. I know I thought of this a few years ago. I mean, I'm not the only one that thought of it, obviously, but. But the the that the riding time point doesn't come unless you have a turn, and uh, I I thought that was a good idea. Now on the other hand, the I think the four point near fall kind of negates that a little bit, right? Because it, I think we're seeing more people working for a turn, but I uh, I I do like a riding time point. I I think it's it it's in freestyle arena and folk style wrestling. You know, control is a is a big part of the game. There's there's three positions you really got to be good at all three if you're gonna if you're gonna be successful. Again, that that shows that you're pretty good in in the top position, mm-hmm. and and maybe you don't get them turned, but but I think uh, it does show that you're you're pretty tough there. Or the other guy's not very good there, and that happens sometimes too in the bottom position, but not very often. So. Okay, how about uh, Brandon? If you had a Hodge Trophy winner. 
Did you have a chance to look at those? Would any guy you would favor in something like that? Uh, I'd probably say Spencer Lee, just because his body of work, I mean, he's been so consistent. I also, I mean, not that you should weigh in last year, but really he's had two full years of just complete dominance. And I think that should be taken into account. And he, he dominated everyone this year and was really workmanlike. I also believe, I think the Hodge Trophy is dominance. What, a, what are other criteria? Is there anything about, I don't know. What are, what are the criteria? Do you know exactly? I don't think there's but, about being a standout guy. But, right. But well, really there is a there. Dominance is is really number. I guess I shouldn't say maybe they're not weighted into. Uh, you know, obviously record is one. Dominance is another. And also pins and and actually pins is one. Uh, but uh, there is there is a uh, you know a sportsmanship. You yeah. know. I'd say Part he carries also, himself but, like a champion yeah. and he dominates in the rest of his field. So, I mean, you really can't think of anyone. No, he's been the most quoted guy pretty much this weekend after some of his comments. <laughs> you know, excuses oh, are yeah. for wuss, wusses was his, was his big yeah. one. Right away, I'm going, oh, here we go. And then that, then he almost F-bombed it on the television. He got an F out, but he didn't get the rest of the word. So that was, that was pretty big. Oh, just rearrange this a little bit. There's Jared, you got a you got a Hodge, Hodge candidate. My bad, my my can or my computer died randomly. Okay, how about Hodge Trophy? Do you have a you have a pick for that? Mm, I don't know. I think between uh, Spencer Lee and uh, Gable, probably for me personally. Yeah. I don't know. They're both so dominant in their own way. Like, Spencer can can put up points and tech people, and he did it without, you know, ACLs. But also Gables had a really, really impressive run at heavyweight, doing what he's doing at heavyweight and scoring that many points. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of people compare and say, well, Spencer scores more points and techs everybody and all that, but I don't think they understand how hard it is to score, you know, 10 points even in, in a heavyweight match on, on guys that are that big and strong. So is, was there any of the champions besides the top and bottom? Let's take out Lee and take out Gable and somewhere in the middle that you became kind of a fan of after watching him wrestle this weekend, one of the finalists or, or champions. Um, I, personally, I've always like Roman Bravo young, super fun to watch for me. Um, I've always liked watching him wrestle as well as Nick Lee, both those guys I like watching. Um, but one guy I, that kind of stood up to me who I've known as good and I've watched him a lot was Shane Griffith. Um, I like how he, he's not super flashy or he's just so technically good, like position every, every position he seems like he's been there before and he finds a way, way to score a way to get out of it. So He'd probably be my number one um, guy that I just like watching. Sure. How about you, Brandon? Uh, I'd say I like the fact that Austin Bonner winning a national title for an unconventional wrestling school, like not a top dog, not like a household name, is really awesome and really good for the sport. I think when someone wins from there, 
he's like, I think he's an Illinois guy winning a national title for North Carolina. That's really that's really cool to me. And I think it opens more doors for schools like that. Like you can win a national title at a Wyoming, a North Dakota State, a South Dakota State, a North Carolina. Like I think those would be that same tier as far as wrestling programs go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everyone always thinks you got to go to Penn State, Oklahoma State, Iowa to be a national to win a national title, but it can be done in the other places. It just takes guys like Austin O'Connor to prove it, I'd say. Okay. How about uh, maxing out on squat? Can you can you get 600, Brandon? Uh, I, I don't know if I can go ahead and hit that. Um, <laughs> the reason the reason I we ask don't, we is don't, we don't we don't really, we don't really max out back <laughs> squat weight room like old AJ. Well, well, that's I was thinking of Ferrari. He was he was saying that he was thinking about going up to heavyweight, and you'd probably have to wrestle him. Oh yeah. He's he's a he's a character. <laughs> well, he's not afraid to talk by any no. means. No. <laughs> he was he was pretty loud when he was winning. And if any of the interviews, I can see that he should be trained how to how to interview right because he was he was pretty much all about himself, not the team or none of the other stuff. It's like if you guys you know, ever watched Major League or any one of those other ones where they teach the kid what to say, you know, mm-hmm. God willing, I'm you know I can help my teammates do whatever you know. You know, it's you part of his bravado. It, yeah. It's all part of his game. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. We're talking about him right now. <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> that, that's where he's won. He's already yeah. won. If we're, if we're talking about him right now, he's won. I, that's just the truth of it. Which is he's great for him. He's built a great persona for himself. Well, yeah. he d- when when they started mentioning all the stuff he does, you know, since the age of thirteen, starting to lift weights and yoga and all these other things, I'm going. They're really pushing this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Whatever gets the clicks. Yeah, <laughs> Bill, how about yeah. you? What did you no. think of that? You know what? I, I I will say I probably wasn't the biggest AJ Ferrari fan, but when I watched him in the finals of the Big Twelve, um, you know, he pushed hard to try to get a major to win that that team title for, for Oklahoma state. So, uh, I kind of, that, I guess he won me over a little bit there. Uh, I did pick him to win the national title. So I was cheering for him in that cause I had to be right every once in a while. And, uh, and he is, uh, like it or not, he's, he's, you know, he's on ESPN on Saturday night, second to the last, you know, I mean, one of the last matches and, and people are going to be watching him and they're, and, He's gonna come out of come out of college with uh, you know hundred thousand Twitter followers and that's cash, man. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's bad for the sport. I think he's I think he's gonna be fun. I think people are gonna some people are gonna hate him, some people are gonna love him, and it doesn't make any difference which side you're on. Uh, just like Brandon said, we're talking about him, and we're not the only ones. There was people talking about him all over the country on on Saturday night and Sunday morning. So. Um, I, I mean, I if you want to ask me if he goes to heavyweight and I'm in for a Gable Stevenson and AJ Ferrari match, I'm in. I'll drive to <laughs> Minneapolis. I mean, I uh, I think it's big fun. So, well, I have my brackets here. I was kicking butt until the finals, <laughs> and then I got my butt kicked by these guys because they redrew theirs. They I st- kept with my oh, same no. guys. You, oh, a little bit. You didn't no. change any of your finalists. You just. Well, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh well, yeah. Okay. I didn't pick, I didn't pick Ethan Smith to win in the finals after he wasn't right. in the finals. Right. Yeah. Like no, I, I, did. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Oh, 
No, it was. No, it was fun. No. How about you guys? Did you guys? Did you make picks a little bit in your own bracket? Do you guys fill those out? Do anything? Did you look at brackets? Uh, uh no. we not when I was competing. No. No, I bet not. No, it it's it it is weird. It's a different game. <laughs> like I said, growing up watching the actual tournament, it was like, you know, that's what you do. That's it's you try to watch, see every match and you're in it and doing all that stuff. But when you're when you're on the other side of it, it's kind of all business. You don't worry about anything like that. Sure. Yeah, this is probably the first year I had no idea what was even going on in the, the basketball tournament. I'm usually mm-hmm. like, as a general sports fan, I'm pretty into that stuff. I had no idea what was. Someone asked me, "Oh, you see this?" I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> we, were, we were in a little bubble for about four or five days. Mm-hmm. How about how about COVID for you guys? You guys went in quarantine quite a bit in pods, or how did you guys handle that? Yeah, about a year or yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were quarantined a couple, couple times earlier in, in our training cycle, um, in the fall. And they, I think what they did is like roommates and basically you were supposed to wrestle with like only one or two different people. And if someone got it in your little pod, you, you sat out and they all sat out. Um, but honestly, as the season went on and once we started in January, we, we did, our team did a lot of things right. And, um, we didn't really have to deal with deal with any of that stuff after I think only one or two people got it from like January on. So, um, yeah, we, we dealt with it more on the front end. A lot of, a lot of people were sat out or had COVID in the fall. But. Okay. How about, how about total tests? Do you have a number of total tests that you had to take? It's Too insane. Many. It's, it's Too an many. insane number. Yeah. Yeah, we were testing three know, times a week. How many oh. times a week? Three. Okay. If you never got tested positive, you were testing three times a week since like November or something, or some crazy number. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. We're still yeah. testing, of course. We're not, it's not just done, but we'll start back up here soon once we're back in my facility. Uh-huh. Okay, how, how about future goals? What are you guys doing to try to step up even one more level? You guys have now reached the tournament, and I know you'll have goals to get there again, but to try to get up on that stand. Um, yeah, my goal next year is to be a national champ. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I, I came up short. I didn't didn't get an All-American finish um, this year, but I was you know 10 seconds away from possibly putting myself in that situation. So, um yeah, that that's the that's the goal, and I kind of proved it proved it to myself. Most importantly, after that tournament, that you know people people look at the finish and don't see I or no all American or whatever. But no, it's the big um, picture. Yeah, it it you're, I mean, it it mattered more to me that that I knew that how close I was than you know a trophy trophy proving it. So, oh that yeah, that's my end goal. Obviously, you got to make the tournament first, and got to have a good conference tournament and all that leading up to it. But uh, the ultimate goal at the end is is the national champ. So, Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, ever since I got to college, my goal has been to be a Big Twelve champion and an NCAA All American, and those goals haven't changed. I mean, I know I'm 
right there with 90% of the bracket. I can wrestle any of these guys to the best, best of my ability where I'm right there. And we're going to keep figuring out or to keep going away. And hopefully we'll end up there next March. That's the plan. Sure. Mm -hmm. Either one of you have to worry about your weight a lot? One of does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you can guess who that is. Uh, no, I I felt like 157. I've grown into it pretty well here. Um, definitely put on a lot of muscle earlier on, and I have to I have to maintain my diet pretty well and and all that. But it's not it's not a terrible amount that affects my wrestling. So I think it's it's just right. It just takes you know discipline, which everything in wrestling does. So does Brandon eat sandwiches around you? <laughs> he used to on the bus in high school all the time. He used to eat his chicken and a biscuit biscuit chips next to me. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be yeah. uh, uh, a pretty bad heavyweight teammate. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's oh the, the the benefits of being a heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you guys what what was your the so you've had a couple of seasons here, obviously. What's your favorite tournament you've wrestled in? Uh I like the Southern Scuffle is really, really You fun. should. That was a really great tournament. That was fun to watch. I think not even just from I think the Southern Scuffle, if you ever get a chance to go out there, uh but Chattanooga, Tennessee, kind of an underrated city, I thought. Kind of a cool city. And then uh, the tournament really well ran. They got a great – they got the PA guy who's on there making all sorts of funny comments. Like, in the, he's on the middle of the mat. They, like, bring some guy in from National, I think, or something that comes out. <laughs> so, that's it. They, they run a really good tournament. I think that's why it's such a – I like that one. Are you talking yeah. just college? Yeah, I was just thinking of college, but oh yeah, that definitely that. So there's a couple. That's a fun one. Obviously, the nationals. That's the pinnacle. Uh -huh. We'd like to see a full arena. Yeah, that would be nice. Okay. Well, actually, we've hit that hour, so I'm going to. I got tons of questions I'd ask, but I want to ask you my quick fire questions to both of you. Kind of how we end it and get some personality questions out of you guys. And it'll pop up on the bottom for those that are watching again. And so here is my first question. What is it like to be coached by you? If asked, if if I asked your wrestlers someday, if you guys, what would it be like to be coached by you guys? <laughs> um, I think, huh, that's a good question. I think that I would push push my uh push my wrestlers to the best of their ability i guess so at times they'd probably not like me but i'd be benefiting them in the end um but a matter of or if i'm if i'm talking just coaching in a corner i i've always been kind of quieter so i don't i don't think i'd probably take more of the kale sanderson approach and and say stuff when i need to but not be not be too much i mean they're the ones out there they train for it let them wrestle and then I'll I'll talk when I need to talk, I guess. Okay. I like that. How about you, Brandon? Uh I'd say I'd be very basic and understanding. Like if I was to coach like a high school team, I I'd my wrestlers would probably get really bored with 
me because I'd be only telling them to stay in good position, move forward. And I don't know. I've just seen so many people, first year wrestlers, like be able to like place at state by just being able to get out on bottom, staying in good position. Like I've, I've tell, I go into Wells Fargo's room, or if I go in the room and I talk to like guys in the team, I tell them, honestly, if you stay in good position, like keep good pace, you're going to win. Yep. 75, 80% of your matches in North Dakota. And I think that's wildly yeah. underrated. Like you can, there's Knowing so many the, different things you can, I think, think people like to go, they try to too much, I'd say. And I would try to keep it more simple. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Here's the next one. Powerade or Gatorade? Uh, uh, Powerade. I don't know. I'll do Powerade. I, I think I'm, I think I'm Gatorade. And what colors? I really like purple. I like them red. all, though. And like red. Purple and red. Like them all. Red, Powerade, or the white, or the white one. <laughs> okay, the ice, whatever it's yeah, called. Honestly, okay. they're all good. <laughs> Popsicles or Dilly Bars? Dilly Bars, for sure. Anything uh, with chocolate bars. and ice well, cream. I'm, I'm, an ice, I'm an ice cream guy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Me too. <laughs> yep. Mama's boy or rebel? <laughs> I'd say for me, when I was really young, I was kind of, I was kind of mama's boy. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm I'm the rebel really. It's kind of <laughs> in between. I have a younger brother and older brother, so I'm kind of in between both those. I'm I'm the half and half. Okay, how about you, Brandon? <sighs> I really don't know if I'm a mom boy or, or a rebel to be completely right. Me and my mom have a good relationship, but I'm not, I, I don't really let anyone like tell me what to do. I'm not going to let them. <laughs> okay. Good answers. Uh, I'll, say, you... I'll, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Fast paced or consistently slow? In what? Just wrestling or in life. It doesn't matter. Oh, man. That that's hard. I'm I'm kind of split up depending on what we're talking about. I like to wrestle, you know, fast paced and, but I like I take my time like school wise and stuff. It takes me a while. I mm -hmm. I do that usually slower, but um, I'd say more overall life more consistently slow. Kind of mm -hmm. sit back and and do it right, but do it slower with intensity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Brandon? Uh, I'm. Fast paced. I'd like to get stuff done. Uh, come right at you. Like, if I can get it done the quicker, the better, I guess. Okay. What do you Just consider yourself? A, a physical or mental athlete? Uh, <laughs> I think mental athlete for me. Um, that's where I've seen most of my improvements. Everyone's physically gifted at this point. Um, Mental is where I've separated myself, so I'd consider myself mental athlete. Very good, Brandon. Yeah, I was, I was two names. <laughs> uh, Just say did did diddle. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say physical, but now I, I don't know if I can say physical. I'm like the bad. <laughs> Jared's laughing at you. You said physical. I'll, I'll let you go first next time, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take this mental. one. Okay, gotcha. Ooh, Favorite holiday? 
Oh, I'm going first. Uh, I'd say Fourth of July. Okay. I've always associated really good memories with the Fourth of July. I like fireworks, I like eating hot dogs as much as I want, or whatever junk food, chips. Who cares? It's Fourth of July. Okay. I think I'm half the half or hop on that band bandwagon too. Fourth of July for me, just because it's summertime, usually at the lake and fireworks and get to eat. Uh, my other two favorites, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Busy during season, don't get to eat. Um, so probably 4th of July. Until after wrestling's done, it's it's going to stay 4th oh, of July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Christmas, I'd say Christmas is awesome too. Okay. Dan Gable or Cale Sanderson? Uh, I really don't have an association with either of them, but I just – I'd say Dan Gable just because he kind of shaped our sport in a lot of different ways. For me, I would throw, I would kind of plot to us. I'd say Danny Hodge. Okay. I got, to meet him. I got to meet him when I was a young kid, and I still think that was like the coolest thing ever. I don't know why. I'm That's crushing awesome. an apple in front of my face. And the 75 <laughs> year old man was like, oh, it's a bad dude. Okay. That's funny. Um, I think I have to go with Gable. Um, just growing up, the way the way I was coached and um, the way my dad kind of brought me into wrestling and and kind of you know pushed me pushed me when I was young. I'd say Gable approach, just because he was kind of the the work harder than everybody guy, and um, Kale was more of the technical whatever. And I didn't I didn't have those gifts right away for me. So how I grew up was. More Dan Gable, kind of following him. Well, I tell you what, you guys give great answers. It's every time we do an interview, people have different reasons. And it's been the young guys are usually the Kale guys, I always thought, but it hasn't been. It's amazing. That's pretty cool, you guys. Okay, favorite number. Only a couple left. My favorite number is 10. Okay, what's 48? You're not uh, a running – you were not a, you're not a fullback or running back in a football team. Jared was actually number 48. So I was. Oh. Uh -huh. But that's always just been a favorite number. Um, yeah, mine's been 10 because I was born, I don't know, I was born at like 10-10 on May 10th. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> where it started. Um, and then just growing up, I played soccer when I was young. Big okay. fan of soccer and and a lot of like the, you know, I have different sports, have different like their stud, their numbers, whatever, a lot of. A lot of the good soccer players wore 10, so that's kind of where I, I wore it. Um, but then once I hit football and transitioned to linebacker and running back, 10 really wasn't the number for that. So then <laughs> I had to take Brandon's number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Best wrestler you ever wrestled. That's a tough one. I'm talking you can go high school and then college. If there's somebody that's different. You can give it a characteristic too. Maybe you can even say the strongest wrestler you ever wrestled, or, or the best. Dang. Oh, I wrestled Gable. I think he has a good chance at being a Olympic level champion if he continues his trajectory. So I'd have to give him that one. Okay. I'll give you a couple answers. Okay. Uh, I'll give you college so far. Probably just a the best and hardest hardest person to wrestle just to get him out of position or anything is David Carr. Um, he's just so positionally sound and strong and 
explosive. Um, but back to high school and a lot of a lot of people probably. I mean, he was really good in high school. Alex Lloyd. Um, that kid was the most explosive kid I've ever I've ever wrestled. You know, I had my hands on him. The next thing I know, I was on my head. It was it was crazy. <laughs> he hit he hit the nastiest foot sweep I've ever. Uh, I've ever seen or seen anyone get hit on or been hit with. And that yeah, was, yeah. that was on me. And yeah, so he's probably just the most athletic gifted kid I've ever wrestled in high school. Awesome. Kid. Yeah. Yep. Any habit that you learned in wrestling that you'd still do today? Maybe you learned early on a habit. Hmm. Is this a wrestling technique type deal? Well, here's I'll give you an example one for me. And usually I ask people that have been out of wrestling than this one. Mine is I still weigh in every morning. I step on the scale. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's no reason. And I still I still drink water like I was dieting, like you haven't had water. So I just the whole glass is gone. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, mine would probably be I'd uh, Always dehydrated. I don't know. I, I struggle to drink a lot of water and fill mm -hmm. my stomach up on just water. I always have. Um, and then I always tell myself when, you know, when you're going crazy the day before weigh-ins and you're super, super thirsty, that I'm going to have so much and drink so much and never feel this way again. And then I get out of season and I can go like all day and just have like one bottle of water. And I don't know. That's probably, that's probably my thing. I just, I don't drink water that much. Mm -hmm. I like flavored drinks and I don't drink that many of them. So, mm -hmm. yep. Anything for you, Brandon? Uh, I don't think I have, I think a lot of your habits, your guys' habits come from weight management. <laughs> times like, which I haven't had a whole lot of. Um, how, how about this? Have. Do you have, do you have a meal that you like to have before you wrestle a match? So anything in particular? I was going to say food wise. I think, I fall under the where I'm like if I'm like hungry and I don't I'll just accidentally eat a bunch at once. But maybe that's not from maybe that's from wrestling. I mean, it's wrestling. Eating a lot when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Bill, you got any last questions for these guys, and then they can go study. <laughs> I think we fro Bill's froze here too. Oh, oh, maybe a little bit. He's moving. Yeah, I tell you what, guys, you guys have had a great career so far at NDSU, and I wish you guys the, the best when it comes to, you know, I I am praying that you guys can have a chance at the, at the, at the stands, make it there again. Hopefully we have big crowds at the next national tournament. Hopefully Bill, yeah, he's got, he muted himself because I think he's blanking out a little bit. But I tell you what, I, I've been impressed with you guys all the way through high school. You guys have always had a good work ethic. Um, you've had great coaching all the way through. I think you've had superb, you know, uh, kind of surrounding your family, your, your wrestling family. And you guys are part of probably each other's wrestling family there and great support. I don't know. Some people don't realize how much support it takes really to get to the next level. Cause you have to, you've traveled, you've done many different tournaments. You've been on dual teams and it's a commitment, you know, to do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that follow. How about you, Bill? You got any last questions? See if you can pop on yet. Oh, oh I think we've lost <laughs> Bill. Let's, Let's blank Bill out. He's uh, buzzing. Oh, he, he can type it in, I think. I don't know. <laughs> You're buzzing, Bill. 
is buzzing. That's why there we go. I I, I <laughs> muted him. He, he'll be mad at me because I've got mute controls. He unmutes me. But uh, uh, no, any last comments, Brandon, for you and for Jared? You know, what would you like to tell other people in the state of North Dakota about you guys wrestling and if they want to get to the next level? Some of the younger wrestlers that might watch us. Uh, I'd say let's keep growing North Dakota wrestling as a whole. I know I just really hope people keep continuing wrestling in the summer and doing that stuff. I always really liked the stuff in the summer at like Bismarck Camp for Nationals. That was always super fun to me. Even if you're not a guy that you think you're going you're gonna to be on the podium at Fargo, it's just so cool to make those relationships with different guys, Class A or B. Some of my best friends are Class B guys. I know that's funny oh, yeah. to say, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I met those people through that different summer wrestling stuff, and I still talk and hang out with them to this day. And some of them aren't even, some of them aren't even in school. Some of them are plumbers or whatever the heck they're doing. That's just an example. How about you, Jared? What would you tell some young guys watching? I, I'd tell them to stick with it. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, we have three three North Dakota guys uh, representing at the national tournament, and we're looking to grow that, you know, every year. Um, and I just say stick stick with it. At, I mean, you can you can accomplish it. Everything from from being from North Dakota, we we traveled everywhere and. Uh, the more I've realized, the more matches I've wrestled. Like, doesn't matter what state, what high school they're from. Um, if you if you work hard and you got you know good support like we do back home, everyone supports us. We have we have so much support from just the state. Uh, you can you can accomplish your goals and and I know down the future or down the road um, when I hopefully get on that get that podium, um, I make sure to send a big thank you to you know the wrestling community back in North Dakota because. There is so much, so much mental, mental state that people don't understand that goes into it, and it's not just performing. It there's a there's a lot of, um, you know, support that needs to come from different people and people to be there for you when when you struggle, when you lose in the blood round. Um, so, yeah, just stick with it and believe in yourself, believe in your coaches. No, awesome. Appreciate you guys coming on tonight. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having us. You betcha. And uh, we'll you. visit again. Definitely. We'll visit again. And hopefully, you know, we'll have great success and a lot to talk about with you guys in the near future. For sure. Okay. Well, you guys have a great night. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. You and uh, Bill, Bill, I'll hopefully keep you on for a bit. Yep. I'm still here. Thanks, guys. Oh, they're gone. Yep. There we go. Well, I tell you what. Yep. There we go. See you guys later, Brandon Jared. Okay. Yeah, so I tell you what, Bill, we had an excited weekend. We can talk for a little bit longer and, and then before we call it because those guys are great guests and I do appreciate them coming on. You know, uh, they'll be busy the next few years. They're both very good students considering they're going to be start working on their master's. That means that, you know, to be a good athlete in college too, you have to be committed at your schoolwork. And and that's proven fact too for those guys in there. They've been on academic All-American teams and doing lots of other things too. So they're not just great. Athletes are great people. They're great, great student athletes. Definitely. Yeah. They've been really a lot of fun to watch. You know, obviously we, we've known what kind of talent they had. Um, both have a you know, great work ethic. Um, great to see, great to see kids that you, you know, have kind of watched since that elementary school age, you know, grow up and, and I, you know, uh, I thought well, Billy I, wrestled that, with, I, I know Billy and, and Franick were on a lot of the teams together and Brandon must've been there too, all the way from yeah. elementary duels and stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Elementary duels, middle school duels, uh, junior duels. Yeah. All of them. So yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of fun. So your boy must be close to them too a little bit. And yeah, and you bet. Yeah. Yeah. Actually Billy stayed at, at, at Metz's house uh, a couple summers during junior nationals. So um, yeah, we had, you know, there's some relationship there and uh, you know, the Frantics have been, have been, you know, great supporters. Uh, actually, you know, Jared's dad, Sean was at, at the last Northern state duel and, you know, went down and watched a, you know, home duel this here just a couple weeks ago, you know, or a month yeah. ago or whatever now. So, I mean, Almost. you know, if they've been, if these guys, you know, if, if uh, Billy or the, the boys have been wrestling in, you know, Moorhead, you know, they've dueled obviously Concordia and dueled MSUM uh, wrestled at the, uh, at the Concordia open at the Concordia tournament. You know, those guys are always there. Uh, they were there for the June, uh, they were there for uh, the super regionals when they were in town. So yeah, they're great Life. supporters and great supporters of the sport in the state. So lifelong friends, friendships yeah. you make. Okay. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the NCAAs. What were your final impressions when it was all said and done? In fact, I had what we call that wrestling hangover where, <laughs> yeah. where Columbus Monday, I was going, man, I enjoyed it so much that I, I can't believe it was done. And I'm glad we have some spring wrestling coming up. This weekend should be phenomenal with the last chance. And and I, I've got that up. And I tell you what, the names, there's like 30-man brackets. There's like some brackets that'll be crazy. I mean, it's it's not even – I don't even know how the heck they're going to get through it because those it's huge. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the weekend was awesome. I thought it was great wrestling. I thought there was a great – it was a great tournament. That there was a, some really really good storylines. I mean, we had a 33 seed that all American. We had a 25 seed that came back and we took third. Um, we had we had an eight seed that was a that was a national champ. We had champs from uh, you know from the West Coast to the East Coast. I thought it was a great tournament. I I, I thought you know we obviously had some some one versus two yeah. matchups. Um, I thought Penn State looked great in the finals. They, I don't know if you noticed they got four champs. Uh, it was pretty good. Iowa, Iowa won their first team title in uh, 97 years or whatever it's been. Been a while. <laughs> uh, no, it was Iowa looked good. I mean, um, yeah, we Seven had all Americans. Some, some really good, some really good storylines. I just thought there was great wrestling. Uh, you know, I thought obviously there was controversy, but there always will be. Um, if we could ever run a, a 330 man tournament with no controversy, I'd be, you know, the end of the world. I think so. Overall, I thought it was a great tournament. I thought there was a lot of fun. No, I agree with you. I watched a lot of it and was lucky that I had this weekend pretty much off. So I got to watch, I mean, I would say more than I should have, maybe in some sense. But I had I had the computer on constantly along with uh, the TV and getting to see a lot of the matches. And I was very happy that ESPN, you know, at least showed the matches. Um, I, I kind of like that you could go to the ESPN app and have all of the different mats going if you wanted to catch a different one. I think that was pretty good. So at least you had an opportunity to catch a lot of the wrestling this year, which is more than the past. And we both talked about, you know, being there is the best. Stay, And we got to stay positive when we made a D1 tournament. You know, it went through. So that was that was a big positive aspect for this year. Yeah, no, no positive tests, you know, the whole weekend. So that was great, but. That was about the only uh, thing I guessed right. <laughs> <laughs> out, yeah, out of my guesses. I think you're, I think, I think you're right. 
but uh <laughs> yeah i don't i mean it's i mean i don't know where you start right i mean if you just went through the national tournament we we don't need to rehash the tournament but it was it was really good i i thought you know something some huge takeaways right we got two guys that are freshmen that have a chance to be five-time national champs um you know spencer got his third got a chance to go for four uh did it on on no acls i, I don't know if anybody was able to catch it but on floor floor radio live today they had joe hines he was a wrestler for concordia uh, actually him and billy wrestled a couple times uh billy's probably freshman year maybe his sophomore year because his freshman year he ended up going to 49 um and but he was on and and talked about uh acls essentially he's in his third year of uh, physical therapy school and and it was really interesting the way he he described um, you know, he, he kind of talked about guys that he would call them uh, ACL copers, right? Guys that have torn the ACLs and don't get them fixed and just go on. And and uh, the ability to do that a lot of times is is due to the amount of strength that they have in their, um, you know, in their legs and and in their in their their hamstrings. Oh, okay. um, and uh, but one thing he did, he pointed out that it was really cool to have a guy come on and talk about that. that you know, had a wrestling background is he talked about all Courtney in that match. He snapped Spencer Lee down right to his face one time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, I remember that. And a lot, he said that happens because he just didn't have the strength in his quads at that point, you know, and he just, you know, normally you would step forward or you would, you know, you'd be able to have some stability. It wasn't, he, and he's, you know, he said at that point, he was like, Oh man, He's got, there's something wrong there. You know yeah. I mean? That's he's, he's hurt. And, do, uh, do you remember that point too? I yeah. remember the oh, snap absolutely. Cause yeah. he likes to press pressure, pressure, pressure. Yep. And then all of a sudden, wham, he got slammed. I'm going, Oh yeah, my. He, yeah. He bounced his head right up. I mean, it was, he snapped into his face. So, and, uh, I don't know if, you know, we were talking, you know, before, and one of the questions that we had between you and I and, and Jim, you know, one of those picks is it will Spencer Lee go seven minutes. Well, I mentioned, I, I literally think, I, you know, I said that after the Big Tens, he come off the mat and and there was something wrong. You know, I, you can, I didn't know it, and I I wish I would have. Yeah. yeah, I and he, you know, everybody's a, you know, amateur lip reader, but when he came off, he he said something that was, you know, he walked over and it was like there's it's gone, you know, right. it's, it and he he knew what a torn ACL is because he has one in the other leg, and he's got neither one of them fixed. Uh, obviously one happened eight days ago or whatever, you know, but the, he had one happen against Jack Mueller in the finals in 2019. He never got that fixed. So now we got, now we get to, you know, speculate what happens at, at uh, the Olympic trials in two weeks. But even that Joe Hines today, he said, you know what, he will probably look better in two weeks than he did last weekend, you know, oh. not because it's healing just because he's figuring out how to, you know, how to wrestle around it not through it but around right. it so right um i almost so. brought up and said hey he's wearing the classic tights that the iowa used to wear but they were they were almost like the the tight things to keep his knees in place you know? right now one thing you know he's wrestled a lot with that great big brace on right. his his old bad knee right and he did not wrestle with that this weekend but he had just kind of like a sleeve you know and i said the same thing i said man look at he's got two two long two full length sleeves on and uh so it was, but you cannot wrestle with that big brace in, in freestyle. That's not 
legal. I don't know why. I mean, I don't, but but I know I've heard that. And so we won't see that in a couple of weeks. Um, Did you fall into the controversy that uh, the little bit with, you know, being outcoached, Iowa being outcoached? I, I don't know if I'll say they'd be outcoached. I think, I think I mentioned it in our, in our group chat that I, I think that Kale has guys comfortable when they come in. And so they, they, they look so it, relaxed. They it looked do. to me like they just didn't feel any Comf- pressure. Comfortable. Um, and, and uh, you know, that pressure is where you start seeing guys look like they're getting tired. And, and then you know, that, that kind might of not stuff. be the coaching in the match. That's the preparation time. Right. You know, right. And so, you know, it's, it's a different aspect. You definitely yeah. see how Iowa's always been intense. It's an intense match. I am going to go at you, go at you, go at you. Yeah. And Penn State laid back. And 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 look up how many takedowns. He had four takedowns in four matches. That was yeah. it. Right. And and that's a team that in the past has scored 15, 16 points a you know, a match right. in the you know, but um, you know, that's not how they were gonna win those matches. You're but not gonna score you're not gonna score 10, 12 points against Dayton Fix. You're not gonna score I mean, if you score ten points against Jaden Ironman, he's probably scoring fourteen against you or pinning you. But but um, it looked it looked like they wore Iowa out. They had yeah. Iowa days block, 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 block. And I'm talking Kemmer. I'm talking all the all the teams. Ironman, they were dead, 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 dead. And it bothered me because I've never seen Iowa guys look dead. This, yeah. this, yeah. this dead. And I don't know if it was the complete weekend, not having, you know, you think if you have one big tournament, that's it. So they might not have been tournament prepped in the right way. You know, you haven't had that battle of competition the whole time. And so I was... I was as an Iowa fan, it doesn't happen often, but I was disgusted on how tired they were at the end of the matches and losing matches in overtime. That's that's not Iowa in my book. Iowa yeah. and so that that's that so I almost fell into that controversy. Are they really because when you actually texted, I should have picked um all four of them in right. our final final picks. Cause once they started winning won the first two, you're going, I know it, they're gonna win, they're gonna win all four. Yeah. I'm going yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I mean, I was rooting for Sirachi to win. Don't get me. I mean, I kind of right. wanted that, but I really right. thought Kimber was going to win the match. But, but once, especially, uh, and I knew, I knew, yeah. I really felt Aaron Brooks was going to win. I mean, I kind of knew is kind of, I mean, I, I'm not, right. I don't have a oh, crystal ball. Brooks. Yeah. But, but I thought Brooks was winning. But, you know, once, once RBOI won, and then, and I, and I actually was, I was, I guess I did, I, pick I, I did pick Nickley, but, uh, but Lee, once they got those two, I was like, oh man, look at them there. These guys are going to roll. This looks like trouble. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think this makes next year a team race. Oh, yeah. I didn't think, it, I didn't think it was going to be a team race for a couple of years. Uh, why, but I think, why, I think yeah. next year it's a team race. Why do so many people not like fix? It seemed like for some reason I was reading all the blog stuff and the posts and it, I don't know. I, I don't know why so many people, it was like the RB, RBY train going on. And yeah. I was going, I like Fix. He works oh, I hard. Do too. I, I do too. I, I think he's very possibly the favorite at the 57 kilogram weight class at the team trials. But um, I actually would like, and, and I said, you know, he, he looks huge, but it just doesn't seem like he has any problem making 57. He is very short. Um, but, and that's always one of those things that's a little bit, you know, when you watch these Watching guys on, on TV, TV, you don't realize that they're four foot two, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you know, so you don't, I mean, or like, I remember as at the Olympic trials a couple of years ago or five years ago now, I guess it was. 
And, uh, you know, you walk by a guy like, like Coleman Scott at the time, you know, and I actually talked to him, you know, but I mean, they're tiny, you know, they're right. just, they're, they're small guys, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, 125 pounds is not, it's not very big, right? I haven't weighed 125 pounds since I was in, and I'm not a big guy and I haven't weighed 125 pounds since I was in, I don't know, Fresh, eighth freshman. grade, yeah. you know, no, I yeah. never was there in freshman, eighth grade I was. So <laughs> Well, and another um, thing, I, I pay attention to lots of things, but uniforms, Oklahoma State's orange, what they do, they get the singlet, they're all just ripped. I it's insane. Yeah. You look you look at the Penn State with the belly, I call it the, the belt, belt yeah. the belly belt. You yeah. don't see the same structure. It, it's like maybe Oklahoma wants to show off and boom, and they're there and that's kind of their presence. And then Penn State wants to sit back and not do that. They still have the arms and the shoulders, but just the total. I mean, it was it was like I cannot believe how strong Oklahoma State. Like they've got a weightlifting program that's phenomenal. Yeah, or they call it the going. Oklahoma the Oklahoma State bulk job. But they're also cut a lot. They do cut more weight, I bet, than any pro. I, I guess from what I hear, right. My feeling is they cut more weight than anybody else in the, in the country. Now, like I said, I don't think they. I mean, I think Fix could wrestle twenty five all year long. I'd okay. love to see him go to twenty five next year and wrestle. You know, I mean, that'd be fun to have him and him and Spencer in the same weight class. You know. Mm -hmm. But that weight class gets in more interesting next year. You got, um, you know, with the, with the Ivies coming back, you okay. know, you got. Uh, I'm going to draw a blank on the on the you know the Princeton Princeton kid and the and the and the Cornell kid both coming back. Uh, Pat Glory and uh, at Princeton, and then the the, the oh man, anyway, Cornell guy. But <laughs> and he'll be they'll they'll be in the and they'll be in the mix in Fort Worth here in a couple of weeks too. So, well, how about Missouri moving into the big 12? I think that's huge. It is huge. That's, I, I think, you know, here's, here's what's happened over the last, and you, if you went and you looked at how, how far below their seeds, Missouri wrestled this year. Um, and it happens every year because they wrestle a, a max schedule and, and they dominate. Right? right. And then they all come in and they're all undefeated or they all, you know, they're, 27 and two or whatever. And they end up with, and they all get overseeded. I mean, it happens every year. It's happened for five, six years in a row. So you put them in the big 12 where at least they're wrestling against. Uh, it's another step up at least. They're wrestling Oklahoma state and they're wrestling Oklahoma and they're wrestling Iowa state. And I, that could kind of even things out a little bit there where they, they kind of get seated in the right spot, but they have got a bunch of hammers coming up that no, a certain at 125 is going to be really good. Um, at, at 65, um, uh, Nebraska, uh, the Wisconsin kid, he, uh, you know, I had him, I had him pick to make the finals and I actually probably had to pick to win it. I think I had him pick to win it. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank tonight, but, um, and then, uh, Peyton Mako, you know, is really good. Oh, you know, they, O'Toole. They, O'Toole. Oh, Ke Keegan O'Toole. Yeah. At 65. That, that's a kid that can win a national title. I mean, no, I mean, he looks like, you know, he's a true freshman. looks like he's 12. Um, <laughs> and he was dominant all year long. He's going to be, he's going to be really good. I mean, he is really good. Don't get me wrong. He is really good. So, um, I think they're going to be, they've got a really good group of kids there right now. Brock Mahler at 49. Um, sounds like I mean they're pretty young anyway, and they got three Elams, all right. all good. Uh, yeah, I I thought that 
I, that's yeah, that is exciting. I, you know, we obviously they do a little. They they came to Fargo this year and dueled. So, well, how about know, hopefully we'll see more. Kind of the, the crash and burn of Nebraska. Uh, they did yeah, not have bad. a great. They did not have a great tournament. No, um, no, and bad. Would they take seventh in the Big Ten? I don't know, fifth in the Big Tens and twenty fifth in the Nationals. I mean, yeah. it's not good. It, it was not a normal Nebraska. And I tell you what. Uh, Mark Banning, it should be a great interview. I'm excited yeah, I'm about that. I'm not asking him why why they look so bad. Why did you guys tournament? suck at the <laughs> national tournament? No, you don't want to ask that question. I'll, no, but I'll, they did struggle, and and uh, you know, obviously, hey, Owen Pence at, at NDSU had something to say with, right? They had a number two seed, a deserving number two seed. They got pinned in the first round and right. made it to the round of sixteen. Um, you know, Ridge Lovett was a you know fair, was he a, he was a fairly high seed, ends up going out in the round of 12 maybe right um they had a lot of a lot of a lot of guys that didn't that, that underperformed you know for right. sure um i don't know the reason obviously i right you know no. maybe it could be a hundred different things could be just the way the seeds worked out obviously you know with with schultz at, at 97 you know you get side rolled and put in a super deep half and pin that kind of that's a long ways back to yep. the place it doesn't and it doesn't get easy because you get someone drops in out of the quarter that loses in the quarters and you got to wrestle them in the, you know, in the, the, the round the before, round before the, blood the blood round. round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier, but um, that's a pretty good squad that, that, you know, did definitely underperformed. Right. Cause there's, there's some big names that come out of South Dakota that he's got to come to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes way back. They've got a huge history of bringing in South Dakota wrestlers into Nebraska. So, Hey, they brought a pretty good one out of North Dakota there too, right? Jordan Shearer. I mean, six-time state champ from, from, you know, teammate of of Brandon and and Jared. Yeah, two Jensen's that wrestled heavyweight. They're from Mobridge last few years. They had the the Paddens out of Harding County, South Dakota wrestled down there. They have several other ones. They've got, well, going way back, Hazen Bay. They go back to so many more going back into the seventies and eighties. It could go back into some of that stuff. So anybody that has more information, I'm going to be contacting him again. He said, contact him so that we can get closer and see what happens for next week. I will find out. I'm going to pressure him a little bit this week to just get him, get him on the card so I can put out some media stuff. And I tell you what, Billy tells me he can get Colin Jensen on too. They're kind of buddies there. Oh, really? Yeah. Colin's down there. Yeah. He's in Aberdeen. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably running some gravel Kokesh, for his dad. Obviously, Kokesh, right? I mean, that's the other big one that he got out of South Dakota. So, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm talking the Jensens. I could get them on. I could call. I, I've got their dad's number. I could pretty much oh. probably get them. I think yeah. he, he's advertised in the book since the beginning. So he's oh, been, really he's he's been an advertiser since my very first book, twenty some years. Cool. Yep. And J- Jensen Rockin's hand, give him a little bit yep. online. He's in Aberdeen. He's in all over uh, South Dakota, mostly out yep. of Mobridge. But Kyle, he's a good buddy. In fact, he's the guy who got me my first wrestling coaching job, job down in Mobridge, South Dakota. And then I got the Shear brothers. That's another one that I'm going to contact from South Dakota. So if you guys know Bill and Jim Shear, Olympians yep. and uh, Iowa national champions. Also, it's an Iowa connection. But uh, there's several more down there that I got to get a hold of from North Dakota. I have, I got to get Berwick. Not, I want to get Berwick back on. I want to talk to him just on his experiences afterwards. I got a lot of coaches. In fact, back here on my list, I want to get Greg Stensgard on. Now, yeah. I don't know if you know Greg Stensgard's history a little bit. I know Greg Stensgard. I've known him since I was a 
young guy. But, but he, he took him like 20 years to get his degree from NDSU. I'll give him a hard time there. But when he left, he went out to Utah and was a phenomenal. He's in the Utah Hall of Fame. Many, yep. many state champions had some going to wrestle at NDSU and other places across the nation. Uh, I'd like to get Lynn Forty on from out of there. So if anybody's out there and listening and pass the word on, they can contact me too because – Honestly, we want to still try to do one of these because I know the season all the way through the Olympics, if we can get one of these on a week, I know that'd be really good. Um, if we have to take a pause, we're not ending this this year. Last year, I'll tell you tell you kind of the true story. Last week was the last time last year we did anything. And then my father passed away the following week. And I kind of gave up on wrestling because guess what? He was, he was kind of my inspiration in a lot of senses. And it took me a long time until about – June or July until I decided that I was going to do anything with wrestling again. And and honestly, it's my heart and soul. But yeah. uh, it was one of those, for those that are listening, just uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do Dakota Grappler. That's that's the impact that it had on me a little bit. Now I, I've grown it a little bit. <laughs> but wow. but it's, it's one of those, it's one of those where, you know, you keep just driving forward. It's, it's a wrestling thing too. You, I was put on my back and, Somebody got a five count and got four points in college, three in high school, and I got out of it. High bridged out of it, <laughs> and, yeah. and and now mo- moving forward, trying to get the next takedown. Um, Lincoln Lincoln McElravey, that's another one. In fact, I I got somebody get me his information. I have not contacted them back. In fact, they were going to do that about the state wrestling tournament time in South Dakota. Um, other people on the list, uh, Kerry Bowman's. That's another guy I'd like to get on. Um, I've got connections with him. Um, I should be able to get his information almost any time, but he's a really busy guy too. You guys know him. Probably you guys out there in the wrestling community. I'd like to get Chad Renner on in the near future. He's got some connections with Le- like Les Gutches. Um, going back to several guys out in Oregon State that wrestled out there, Randy Couture. You know, there's there's connections that if you had it the right way, we could get this really nice guys. Um, if you guys got people you want to see, contact me, john.gums at gmail.com. If you're even somebody that's watching this, uh, Randy Lewis wants to get on again. He he contacted me, in fact, and said, we'd love to talk about this, but we're so busy. <laughs> I, I I think Randy would be a good guest to get on again, but he has to have his daughter around to get him on the computer. Uh, let me look at my list. Barry McCleary, another one I'd like to get on. Um, I wouldn't mind getting uh, either one of the some of the Pazernicks on. Just to talk some history, New Salem's going to get close. I tell you what, they're going to have a really nice team next year. They're going to push for it. So maybe some history there. Try to get some of the Paz Pazernicks on. Just talk North Dakota history because they're they're some of the first class B guys to to have all the state championships and brothers and so forth there. Um, Dale Beckman. In fact, I wouldn't mind getting him on sometime here in the very near future. I talked to him at the state wrestling tournament, asked him if he'd come on, and he did agree that he would sometime. And I'd like to hear his story because that's another history part of North Dakota. Uh, got lots of other ones. In fact, I've had Dan Gable on the line a couple different times where he just got to find him in the schedule, and I don't want to bother him. You know, I don't want to, you know, as he says, yeah, the near future, but uh, it's another guy that I got to get on. And again, Anything else, Bill? Because I tell you what, we made the hour 45 almost. we got lots of things we can talk about. I'll be interested in watching. Tell us a little bit what's happening on the international and the national scene, and then we'll go from there. So people Well, can... this, this weekend, uh, internationally or nationally, we've got the last chance qualifier. So six Olympic weights, men's, women's, and Greco, all in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. 
uh, going to try to get the, they get, there's two spots. So if you make the finals, you get to, you get to wrestle in the, in the Olympic trials the following week. Uh, these, I mean, when you think about the people, that weight class right there that you're showing, yep. that is, there's four guys that are not qualified for the Olympic trials. Which right? makes no sense. <laughs> you know, so Hall, Hall um, and yeah, you just keep looking yeah, at all this. Nate, it's insane. Yep, Nate Jackson, uh, Max Dean, Gabe Dean. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. So that's those are going to be some crazy brackets. Um, I mean, look at these guys at fifty-seven kilograms. You know, Darian Cruz, Jane Richards, Jack Mueller, Sean Russell. Um, guys, you know, um, national champions and national. Uh, you know, na- national finalists, but this is just a preview. Hell, 65 is another 60. one, Evan Henderson. I mean, Evan Henderson, he's been in the streets. He's wrestled everywhere during COVID <laughs> and has looked awesome. Yes, Pat he has. Lugo, Lezak, you know, another, another national finalist. Kalodzik, Pletcher. I mean, these guys are uh, Mitch McKee. Hey, one thing we should mention, okay. uh, Patrick McKee, uh, Russell, you know, has a heck of a tournament. The national tournament ends oh. up coming back, taking third. Um, had a great tournament. Looked like a, you know, a million bucks. Um, University of Minnesota had a really good tournament. Had the most pins of any team in the in the tournament. Uh, they looked great. Uh, yeah, he, but he came back taking third was phenomenal. If you look yeah, at his looked, bracket, what he went through. Yep, he looked really good. You know, um, so uh, so this is all stuff that's happening this weekend. Uh, there's another bracket, right? Vincenzo <laughs> Joseph, Chance Marsteller, world and Olympic, or world and and national champions, Pantelio, Deacon. You know, here's Deacon. Well, we thought he's going to win the national tournament, and he's, you know, he's going to the last chance qualifier. So, um, Tyler Berger, that's one of our one of our uh, Nebraska guys. So he, that's, we'll find out what how that goes for him this weekend. Yeah, like uh, I started but, going. I'm going. When does 74 stop? Look yeah, at, look at yeah, I know. There's what 36 guys that are in that bracket. I think and they're gonna wrestle it in probably one day. You yeah. know, who knows? Um, so yeah, there's there's gonna it'll be a great tournament. The top two guys get to go on to and and this is the same deal. I say guys, same thing in, in Greco, same thing in women. They get to go on and wrestle uh, the following week at the Olympic team trials. We will uh, we'll we'll try to be uh, fairly extensive on the team, Olympic trials the following week. Yep. Here in North Dakota this weekend, we got North Dakota State Folk Style Tournament uh, Friday, Saturday in Bismarck. Uh, duels, youth duels on Friday night, um, as long as the, as well as the juniors and the sub bantams, and then a full day Saturday. So I actually won't get to watch much wrestling this weekend. I, this I will, you know, obviously be following it, and I'll probably watch, you know, a lot of it uh, later. But uh, I will be. I, I got kind of real busy day work on Friday. Um, and then Saturday I will be in Bismarck all day for the, for the, uh, North Coast state folk style. So that's well, what's coming up, you know, I'm, here. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I almost forgot. I'll be there Friday to catch things out. And if you guys want to run into me, I know that they'll have different protocol a little bit for COVID, but, uh, I should be, in fact, I've got to do a little more work there, but, uh, I don't know if they'll have me running a table or what I'll be doing, but I yeah. could probably volunteer yeah, some I'll- time. I'll be there Saturday, but I won't be there Friday. I I could probably get there Friday night, but I got I got I got a really busy day at work on Friday. And we, so we, but I will be there Saturday. Another thing we want to do is if you guys can think of some way to push uh, folk style. I mean, not for, out of folk style, get more wrestlers into freestyle and Greco. We're looking for ideas. We'll have an opening video uh, at the state folk style, and also trying to get it out to New Salem because they also hold a tournament out there 
kind of the class B state kind of type thing that they try to do also. So it's going to be huge. I mean, it'll be packed. There'll be a lot of wrestlers. Um, they also changed the date for the state uh, folks, uh, freestyle and Greco in Jamestown just to May 1st. The oh. weigh-ins weigh are the night before, so that's another just little thing on the news. So that Friday night, they'll have the coaches meeting and the state meeting for the for the officers, and then they'll have then the wrestling all on just Saturday. Really? But, yeah, but the weigh-ins are set, scheduled for Friday, and so so it should be kind of interesting there. They're going to get it all done on on Saturday. The way it sounds. Interesting. And that's I, that's, I wonder why is that? Why, why you know, not wrestle I, the Greco Friday night like they always have? I don't know. It's a good question. One of the one of the people had said, "Well, that's what they did in the past." And I said, "No, they haven't." I, you know, two years ago we didn't do that. We wrestled Friday night, but yeah, Greco's. They, I, I I mean, forever. I don't. I mean, Greco's been Friday night and Freestyle's been Saturday. So I don't know why you would. And so Jamestown's running it, so I'm guessing <laughs> maybe, but we'll we'll look at that. So we'll also get that information out if you want to see. It is over on wrestlingmessageboard.com. If you guys need to get your, your sheets, there are some flyers out there for that. So you can see both uh, folk style for this weekend or freestyle come that weekend. And James, that is in Jamestown again. The first weekend there, last, last day of April and May. We're actually going into May, which we haven't done in a long time. Other than that... I tell you what, we'll just keep you guys up to date. Um, if you have any questions, feel free. Get out and promote the sport. That's what I'm here for. And, and same with Bill. Thanks again. Yeah. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Dakota Grappler Live is out. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.